The 30th regular meeting of the Medford City Council will now come to order. Clerk Hardeby's, please call the roll. Council Bears. Present. Vice President Carabiello. Present. Council Knight. Present. Council Marks. Present. Council Morell. She is not present. Okay. Council Scarpelli. Present. President Falco. Present. Six members present, one absent. Uh, Clerk Hardeby's, uh, Council Morell did call me earlier today and she is unable to attend the meeting tonight. At this point in time, I'd ask everyone to please rise to salute the flag. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Pursuant to Governor Baker's March 12, 2020 order suspending certain provisions of the Open Meeting Law, General Law, Chapter 38. Section 18, in the Governor's March 15, 2020 order imposing strict limitation on the number of people that may gather in one place, this meeting in the Memphis City Council will be conducted via remote participation to the greatest extent possible. Specific information and general guidelines for remote participation by members of the public and or parties with the right and or requirement to attend this meeting can be found on the City of Memphis website at www.memphisma.org. For this meeting, members of the public who wish to listen or watch the meeting may do so by accessing the meeting link contained herein. No in-person attendance of members of the public will be permitted, but every effort will be made to ensure that the public can adequately access the proceedings in real time via technological means. In the event that we are unable to do so, despite best efforts, we will post on the City of Medford or Medford Community Media website an audio or video recording transcript or other comprehensive record of proceedings as soon as possible after the meeting. To participate remotely outside of Zoom, please email the city clerk, A. Hurtubis, that will be A-H-U-R-T-U-B-I-S-E at medford-ma.gov. Let's see, uh, motions, orders, or resolutions. 20-602 offered by Councilor Marks. Be it resolved that the Medford City Council hold a caucus on Tuesday, October 27th at 6.30 p.m. for the purpose of electing a president and vice president for calendar year 21. Councilor Marks. Uh, thank you, Mr. President. Uh, I put this motion on uh, this resolution tonight. It's uh, that time of the year. We're required every year to elect the president and vice president of the Method City Council. So tonight I offer that we meet uh, Tuesday, October 27th, which is next Tuesday at 6.30 for the purpose of uh, electing a president and vice president for calendar year 21. Second, Mr. President. Thank you, Council Marks. Council Beers. Actually, well, I'm sorry. On motion of Council Marks, seconded by Vice President Caviello, Council of Bears. Thank you, Mr. President. Um, I would just ask my colleagues if we could table this until next week, uh, just in case uh, Council Morell uh, would want to speak uh, as to the timing of the caucus. So motion to, motion to table. Okay, a motion to table is undebatable. Um, it needs to be seconded. So on the motion of Council of Bears to table this matter, seconded by. Does this, uh, does this motion have a second? Okay. Uh, seeing and hearing none, uh, this does not have a second, so it cannot be tabled. Um, would anybody else like to speak on this matter? Okay. If I may, before, uh, before you go any further, if my colleagues would not mind uh, me speaking on this, uh, I'd, I'd like to uh, <clears throat> thank Councilor Marks for bringing this forward. Um, especially in the interest of uh, you know, clarity and, and transparency. Um, I'd just like to mention that you know, the role of the council president has taken on more responsibilities than ever before, especially over the past year during this pandemic. And while uh, I have uh, very much enjoyed my two terms as council president and take a great deal of pride in fulfilling this role, I have decided not to pursue the presidency for another term. Uh, I look forward to returning to the floor is an active participant, uh, which will enable me to pursue the issues that mean a lot to our community. And uh, I look forward to working with the next council president, whoever he or she may be. So I just wanted to make that statement so everyone knows. Um, and if they decide that they want to pursue the presidency, they absolutely uh, can and should. So on the motion of Council Marks, seconded by Vice President Carviello. 
Clerk Hardebees, please call the roll. Council Bears. No. Vice President Caraviello. Yes. Council Knight. Yes. Council Marks. Yes. Council Morell is absent. Council Scarpelli. Yes. President Falco. Yes. That is five in the affirmative, one in the negative, and one absent. The motion passes. 20603, offered by Council and Knight, be resolved that the DPW Commissioner provide the City Council with a cost estimate for resurfacing Boston Avenue between Route 16 and Route 60. Council and Knight. Uh, Mr. President, thank you very much. Um, as we're all aware, I think that uh, it's safe to say the streets in the city of Medford are in some pretty bad condition, probably the worst we've seen in, in a bit of time. And um, with that being said, we have to start somewhere, Mr. President, to determine how we're going to address uh, the road surfaces in this community, the streets, the roads, uh, and in looking at certain areas in the community, um, I feel as though there are thoroughfares that are uh, would have labeled emergency thoroughfares. I think um, the meeting before this, they talked a lot about priority sidewalks and emergency roadways and connectivity. Um, and I think it's very important, Mr. President, that we look at our emergency arteries as the main roadways here in the community, um, the stretch of uh, Boston Avenue being one of those emergency arteries, and looking at um, what it's going to cost and what we need to do to begin to uh, get a roadway resurfacing plan in place, Mr. President. So um, I bring this paper forward um, to start a discussion about um, what it's going to take and what it's going to cost for us to start providing services in the form of local services like sidewalks, streets, stumps, tree removal, and the like, Mr. President. So with that being said, I offer this resolution. I ask my council colleagues to support it. Thank you, Council Knight. Would anybody else like to speak on this resolution? Okay, on the motion of Council Knight, seconded by. Second. Seconded by Councilor Scott Pelley. Clerk Curtis, please call the roll. Council Bears. Yes. Vice President Caraviello. Yes. Council Knight. Yes. Council Marks. Yes. Council Morell is absent. Council Scarpelli. Yes. Council Scarpelli said yes. Okay, President Falco. Yes, six in the affirmative, zero in the negative, and one absent. The motion passes. 20-604 for by Council Scarpelli. Be it resolved that the city administration give the city council the detailed financial report dealing with the spending of COVID. CARES Act funding, Councilor Scarpelli. Uh, thank you, Mr. President. Um, as we move forward and we're seeing the uptick with um, numbers uh, and what we're hearing is that the state isn't really going to look going backwards at all. As we move forward and we look at the issues of opening school and um, opening of the city council for meetings, that uh, be interesting to know if there is money that's still needed through the school system and what type of money they've used moving forward. So, um, and to see if there's, if there's need that we need to address as a council to move some initiatives forward. So I put that out as a resolution. Hopefully my colleagues uh, agree. Thank you, Councilor Scarpelli. Councilor Bears. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank you, Councilor Scarpelli for putting this on. I completely agree. Um, I think we really need to know what this money's been spent on and how much is left. Um, and I think that's becoming even more important as the stimulus talks and the federal government are talking about being able to use this money for a broader range of purposes. I think it's important that we know how much is there and, and still remains um, in addition to what it's been spent on already. Thank you. Thank you, Council of Bears. Any other comments from the Council? Yeah, the motion of Council of Scarpelli seconded by, seconded by Council of Bears. Clerk Herdebees, please call the roll. Council Bears. Yes. Vice President Caraviello. Yes. Council Knight. Yes. Council Marks. Yes. Council yes. Morell is absent. Council Scarpelli. Yes. President Falco. Yes. Six in the affirmative, zero in the negative, one absent. The motion passes. 20-605 offered by Council Scarpelli. Be resolved that the city traffic engineer share any plans dealing with the crosswalk in front of the new police station. Council Scarpelli. Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, as we get closer, we see the unbelievable completion of that beautiful building, uh, our police station, and something we should be very proud of. Uh, but again, it poses a, 
bigger issue once that building is open and there, um, you know, the the uh, crosswalk where we've been talking about. Uh, I know that between South and Main issues now with the police station, um, it's going to be interesting to see what type of plan we have in, have in place, or is there any part of discussion about putting in? I know that what was discussed in the past were the rhino lights, the the temporary crossing lights that could be installed. I don't know if that's going to happen. I know it was mentioned, and I know that we did call for a meeting, hopefully uh, talking to uh, Representative Donato. We're trying to get something for next week, uh, for next Tuesday at 5.30, just to discuss the top, one of the top 200 most dangerous intersections in the Commonwealth, Maine and South, now that we have some money coming from the state and the state the dot now uh, agrees that this is one of the most dangerous intersections and uh, we need to move forward as soon as possible and again uh, with that conversation to reiterate what i talked about last week putting in the raised crosswalks as soon as possible to see how that can slow that traffic down so um, i'm hoping um, i'm hoping we get some answers and we move positive in the move forward in a positive light. So thank you. Thank you, Councilor Scarpelli. Councilor Pierce. Thank you, Mr. President. I think Councilor Scarpelli basically answered my question, um, but is this would be part of the conversations around the Main and South redesign, or do we are you trying to get something in there prior to that happening? The, the hope is that the discussion tonight with this resolution, with the traffic engineer being part of that meeting next week, that'll be something we could draw out all at once. So. I don't awesome. want to delay anything else as we're moving forward. So, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Councilor Pierce. Any other questions or comments from the council? Okay. Seeing and hearing none. On the motion of Councilor Scarpelli, seconded by Councilor Bears. Clerk Herdebees, please call the roll. Councilor Bears. Yes. Vice President Carabiello. Yes. Councilor Knight. Yes. Councilor Marks. Yes. Councilor Morell is absent. Councilor Scarpelli. Yes. Yes. President Falco. Yes. <laughs> Six in the affirmative, zero in the negative, one absent. The motion passes. Was a yeah, yes. 206 October 8, 2020. To Brianna Longo, current mayor from Kimberly, Scan uh, Kimberly M. Scanlon, city solicitor, regarding council paper 20 476. Dear Mayor Lungo Kern, on October 8, 2020, the Medford City Council uh, have made a request to include a 3% tax in the Draft Cannabis Advisory Committee Ordinance. However, since General Law Chapter 64N, Section 3 is a local option statute, the preferred method is for the Council to accept the provisions of the statute pursuant to General Law Chapter 4, Section 4. For convenience purposes, I have included the following format below. Be it resolved that the City of Medford through its City Council accept the provisions of General Law Chapter 64N, Section 3, and impose a local excise tax on the sale or transfer of or marijuana products for adult use to anyone other than a marijuana establishment at a rate of 3%. Respectfully submitted, Kimberly M. Scanlon, City Solicitor. Motion to adopt. The provisions of a general law, Chapter 64 and Section 3, and impose a local excise tax on the sale or transfer of marijuana products for adult use to anyone other than a marijuana establishment at a rate of 3%, Mr. President. Second. On the motion of Council Knight, seconded by Second. Vice President Carviello. Any questions from the Council or comments? Anyone have the hand up? No. Okay, on the motion of Council Knight, seconded by Vice President Carviello. Clerk Herdebees, please call the roll. Councilor Bears. Yes. Vice President Carabiello. Yes. Councilor Knight. Yes. Councilor Marks. Yes. Councilor Morell is absent. Councilor Scarpelli. Yes. President Falco. Yes. Six in the affirmative, zero in the negative, one absent. The motion passes. Communications from the Mayor 20-607 to the Honorable President and members of the Medford City Council, City Hall, Medford, Massachusetts, 02155. Dear Mr. President and City Councilors, I respectfully request and recommend that your honorable body approves the appropriation from the TNC surcharge municipal distribution receipts reserved account. 124, 
1-0-2-5840-0000-0000-0000-0000-0000-0000-0000-0000-0000-0000-0000-0000-0000-0000-0000-0000-0000-0000-0000-0000-0000-0000-0000-0000-0000-0000-0000-0000-0000-0000-0
Equity-wise, 34,000 to one group. Uh, Clerk Herdeby, do you see him on that? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, John? Yeah. You are, okay, great. Can, can, uh, Council Box. While, we, while we have the traffic engineer on, can he just give us a brief rundown of uh, the various projects? Sure, happy to. So this year, um, we're proposing the following. We're proposing a radar feedback sign in North Medford on Fells Ave as the steep part going downhill. Um, we're proposing a pedestrian warning flashing sign on Fulton Street near Watson Street in the, in the Heights. Uh, we're proposing uh, in the Wellington area on Bradbury Avenue, 2nd Street, flash and stop sign. In the Hillside area north at Capen, a flash and stop sign. Um, then I'll jump to the bottom of the list. In East Metro Glenwood area, proposing uh, Salem at Hadley to be um, flex post design, painted bump outs to um, try to address some safety concerns there. And then there are five others that are taken from the 2016 Complete Streets Top 20 Prioritized List that are still not complete, so we're trying to address some of those to get them off that list. One is in Sells Manford at Main Street, on Main Street at Frederick Ave. Most of it includes um, new wheelchair ramps. West Medford Place that Road at Irving Street, same thing, new wheelchair ramps. Uh, South Medford, Main Street at Stearns Ave, Crossing Main, wheelchair ramps. Uh, West Medford, Sharon Street at Fairfield Street, uh, same thing, wheelchair ramps, and um, then also um, in the Lawrence Estates, north slash central Medford, uh, on 4th Street at Webster and Cedar. There has been some work done there in the past related to a paving job, but we want to uh, complete the rest of what's outlined in the 2016 top 20. So, uh, Mr. President, if I could. Um, and, and just because this has been a long-standing issue um, with this council, it, it predates um, Todd. Uh, but Todd, some many years back, uh, this council voted uh, to implement a pilot program for raised crosswalks. And at the time, three of them were recognized by the city under a previous administration. Uh, one out of the three uh, was uh, initiated on Winthrop Street. Uh, Central Ave and Harvard Street uh, have yet to get their raised crosswalk. Is that something that's being looked at, or can we assume now that it's been several years that that is not being reviewed and no longer is part of the commitment that was made by a previous administration? Um, as you said, that predates me, but I could say that obviously the Winter Street one is there, and the two others, um, you know, I'm they're on a long list of um, which includes this complete streets list. Um, and in the past, we've, we've selected from um, you know previous council papers as well as safety concerns received by various city staff of various city departments. Um, so I couldn't say what the status is of those two that you're speaking of, but I will say um, in the two years past and this year as well. We're trying to, with this particular money, we're trying to spread it on as much as we can and and, and uh, get, you know, choose somewhat strategically in the sense of how much per so we could get more locations. Um, something like just an order of magnitude for a raised crosswalk in the in the similar fashion as Winthrop Street costs at that time about fifty thousand dollars. I'm told I, I wasn't here. So that something like that, you'd be able to get maybe two of those with this money. So that just to give you an idea, in years past, we've gotten about 25 locations. If that helped. Um, it doesn't necessarily address exactly what you're saying, but um, there are many lists that we try to go off of. Right. Um, and there, there are some raised crosswalks coming as part of the Eversource MOU agreement. Right. So, so and, and I realize when city administrations change, 
there may be a different direction in communities. However, when residents are promised certain items to happen, especially with traffic calming in their neighborhoods, uh, they don't look at it and say, oh, now we have a new mayor, there's a new direction, and we're not gonna get the raised crosswalk we were promised under the last mayor, uh, because now there's a different direction. I don't think residents see it that way. They would hope that commitments are kept from administration to administration. And when you have a pilot program, uh, you know, at some point, a pilot program is supposed to have an end date. So you're supposed to review how successful the pilot was and either decide to move on with other race crosswalks or decide that they're not useful and don't provide the safety that we need in the community. But either way, at some point, I think we have to put this issue to rest. And now you're the traffic engineer, and if indeed these other two areas, Central Ave, I get calls all the time about speeding cars. I think all my colleagues can attest to that. This was an ideal place for a raised crosswalk. I can appreciate the expense. I remember on Ring Road when they put that blinking um, crosswalk that looked like uh, airplane traffic lights uh, on Ring Road. That cost about $46,000 to put that in uh, on Ring Road. And I would say within the first six months, uh, it stopped working and it hasn't worked since. So talk about putting good money after bad money into something that is no longer even in effect. At least the Winthrop Street Race Crosswalk is still serving a purpose. I would respectfully ask as part of this paper, and I have no problem supporting this paper, that the city administration respond back, Mr. President, on where do we stand with the race crosswalks on Central Ave and Harvard Street, the commitment that was made several years back. And if it's no longer a commitment, I'm a big boy, just let me know, and I'll fight for something else, or I'll fight to see if we can get those once again to become a commitment, but just to leave them hanging, leave residents hanging that were promised. These were promised. These, these were articles in the paper, discussion among the council. These were things that were open and notorious, and then just to forget about them like nothing's going on doesn't in, in, a disservice to this community and the residents. And that's what gives government a bad name, Mr. President, when, you know, things get forgotten about. And I'm not going to forget about these, Mr. President. So if it's, not a, if it's no longer a commitment of this administration, just let us know. So, Todd, if you can take that back to the city administration, and if it's not a commitment, then just let us know. Um, but if it is a commitment, then these two are a priority. Residents have been waiting four to five years on these. And we have to come out whether or not the pilot program is successful or not. And my uh, idea, uh, th th this is not something novel. This is being done in many other communities. A raised crosswalk puts you at a higher height, uh, at a level with oncoming traffic. Uh, they're, they're very, um, um, uh, you know, from a distance, you can see them. They're very visually um, uh, pleasing from a distance and they do provide safety in areas that we know uh, are highly traveled and high rates of speed on those streets. And if it provides safety for the community, whether it's $5 or $50,000, uh, we just talked about shoveling sidewalks and creating a new ordinance. It's worth every penny, uh, in my opinion. I know we want to make it look like we're everywhere in the community and putting these blinking signs up, which I may add, Mr. Mr. President, Go by any blinking light, and let me tell you, half the side's not blinking, some of it's blinking, some of it's not. But these are pretty new, and I don't know if the city goes around, they, they, a lot of them are malfunctioning, or they're not working, or they're cheaper ones, I, I don't know, but they're not working, they're not serving their intended purpose. So um, I, I would ask that uh, the, uh, and this is no reflection, again, on the uh, city and uh, traffic engineer, I think he's doing a, a tremendous job, but. There has to be more follow-up in this community, Mr. President. So I would ask in the form of a motion that we get a, an update on the two crosswalks, Central Ave and Harvard Street, uh, whether there's still a commitment uh, in a time frame, and that the other uh, blinking lights that are throughout the community that were recently put in, that the city go around and audit them to see why a lot of them are malfunctioning. Thank you, Councilor Marks. Clerk Hernabees, do you have the uh, language to that? Uh, motion that was offered by Councilor Marks. I have everything except the except the audit on the uh, on the blinking lights. 
Hang on just a second. I'll read it back. Council Marks, is that, a, is that, do you want to be, that make that a beat paper? paper? Okay, we'll make that a beat paper. Okay. What I have is a uh, request that the administration respond back on where we stand on raised crosswalks on Central Avenue and Harvard Street, and, and a request that the city audit the, uh, audit the blinking lights that were recently installed. Yeah, if we could just add language on the commitment for raised crosswalks. Okay. Uh, I know I said a lot of stuff, but that's important because that was a commitment made by a previous administration, um, and, and that uh, okay. should, should be honored. Okay. Thank the you. The respond back on where we stand on the commitment for raised crosswalks on Central Avenue and Harvard Street, and that the city audit the blinking lights that were recently installed. Thank you, Mr. Clerk. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Clerk. On that, that B is a B paper. Yeah, that is a B paper. On that B paper offered by Council Mark, seconded second. by Vice President Carviello. Vice President Carviello. Thank you, Mr. President. Again, um, I want to thank uh, Council Mark for bringing those two crosswalks up. I mean, I was part of that council uh, that had been waiting for that. And our, and our, our current mayor was part of the council who uh, was uh, very supportive of those. So uh, Council Marks is right. I mean, where are we with those? We can, you, you, know, uh, you just can't forget about it, make a promise and forget about it, no matter who's in charge. So I, I'd like to see those two come to fruition there. I mean, they're both heavily traveled streets. And again, he's right. We're, we're always getting calls. I mean, uh, getting emails from especially the Harvard Street uh, uh, people about uh, the, the traffic uh, going up and down there. So I'd, I'd like to uh, uh, thank you for bringing it up. And, uh, but I, I have a question for Alicia uh, uh, Benjamin. Yes, Alicia. Uh, you still there through the chair? She is here with us. Vice President Caviello, please continue. Alicia, um, the money that we're appropriating, is, is that uh, money from the first payment of the TNC, or is that new money? That's new money. We get new money every June from the okay. TNC that has to be programmed, and then I give a report. Are we, are we up or down from last year on that number? Uh, I'd have to compare that I, to I, th I think it was a little higher last year. It might have been a little higher. Yeah, I, I think with the COVID, we might have, uh, the ride shares might have suffered a little bit too. Okay, I was just checking. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't sure if we were still using last year's money. Did we, did we expend all the money from the last uh, payment? Um, almost all of it. Almost all of it. All right, thank you. Thank you, Vice President Carriello. Council Scott Kelly. Thank you, Mr. President. First, uh, let me thank Council Knight for bringing up a very major point, a very important point. I think that what we're hearing from the state and what's being talked about, uh, the, um, the fiscal um, damage that we're going to see in a year is going to be pretty damaging. So I think it's important that um, the request that he put forth uh, a while ago that we do meet and really understand where we are, especially with the the, um, the free cash and where we stand with that and um, where we stand with our, our, our taxes and our collections and stuff. So I think it's important that we have an idea where we are as we move forward because um, let's not make this a secret. Uh, things are going to get really, really, really tough soon. And uh, we're going to have to make some hard decisions if we're not going to get the support that we need both in the state and the federal side. So uh, I think that's very important. Um, Second, I know that um, uh, we're looking at the raised crosswalks. Um, that's, a, that's a great question, and it's a, something that was a, a great solution for the Central Ave location where Morrison Park is, because before that pilot program, it was just a speedway. And then it made a huge difference, being on the school committee back then, that that was one of a huge concern with the kids in the neighborhood and the bus stops and what what so so on. So uh, that is that is a, a huge concern. Um, but you see in neighbor communities. I know Todd might be familiar with it. I know that on Powderhouse Boulevard, there was an awful accident and a pedestrian death there. And what they did there is they didn't put a raised sidewalk, but they put a raised roadway with arrows depicting the rise and it really slows that traffic down in front of the front of that school and I, I can't see that being a major cost where it's actually it was put into place very very quickly there were no decorative blocks but there is a clear rise that slows down that that area 
I think that if we can look into that, Todd, I'd, I'd love to get an, uh, an idea if we can even possibly do that in some of the locations, um, including South Street and Main Street, uh, as we're waiting for Eversource Project to get through and see what they can do. But I'm just afraid we're going to get to a situation where there's going to be a death in one of these areas, and we're going to be, um, we're going to be telling each other, we told you so. And, and I don't want that. So. If there's a way that we can look into that and look at some of this money, because I, I, need, I need some clarity on what we're seeing around the neighborhoods. And I know it, it might be like the 3,000, the 4,000, 5,000 hits with, with this, but if you do it 50, 15 times in the, in the community, it's $50,000. And it's something that looks temporary all over the city. We have light white paint around in intersection streets with these white, um, they're not cones, they're just sticks. And within the first week that I saw them, especially in South Medford, they were knocked over immediately. Can you explain, is that temporary? Is that, how are we gonna deal with that when it comes to, you know, the question I had with the raised sidewalk at South and Main during the winter was, well, with plowing, we can't do that. Well, with all these sticks all over the place, how are, we going to, how are we going to manage that area and that situation? Todd, would you like to answer Councilor Scarpelli's question, please? Those are great points, Councilor. Um, so the idea of a lot of those things that you see at Boston at High and Fulton at Winslow and Medford at Albion and Maine at Albion and, mm -hmm. and the Columbus School, those are cost-effective traffic calming measures um, using paint and right now they're movable tall cones but the idea is flex posts that would be stuck to the ground which is right right now the most uh, local example for folks is Medford Square on the double yellow line in the area of Carroll's and Clippership Drive so yep. that's what would be there yeah, that's good more permanently it's just that we're so close to winter that it didn't make sense to stick a lot of those down and then take them up for the winter snow so okay um, so this is all temporary the idea, the idea is the tall cones are temporary until we establish where we're going to place the cones that would be up for nine months of the year or so if, okay. if we go that route and these are I, I realize these are all kind of new things for the city of medford to experiment with and i appreciate the openness and, and, and allowing us to experiment with these things to try to improve safety by slowing speeds down, making crossings shorter, making drivers more aware of pedestrians. Um, and you know, with all these things, there's, there's some preferences, some people like certain things, some people don't, and there's costs involved as well. And we're trying our best to address concerns that are raised to us in a cost-efficient manner. So um, we realize that sometimes everyone wants to, you know, the raised crosswalk everywhere and I'm not opposed to those myself um, it's just you know there's a lot of requests as you know and um, you know we're trying our best and, and we're definitely open to trying new things that's why the Grove Street speed table was an example of a more cost-efficient speed hump than a raised crosswalk like Winthrop Street so just for order of magnitude the Grove Street speed table is about one-fifth the cost of the Winthrop Street raised crosswalk so those are things that I've, I've told that's I've been told that that's been pretty well received. It's a more gradual bump. The idea is to get people to go 25, not 40. That's it right. doesn't get people to go 10 or five. That's not the idea. So th those are available in our toolbox as well. Um, so, yeah. so with that, I appreciate that. So, you know, I, I, I really think something like that, where it's that's more cost efficient, but more importantly, it's long lasting. It, it, like, if you're looking at something that's $10,000, putting in that, what they've done on Grove Street, and add that to what you can do at, um, at Central Ave, using that example, that would drastically slow down that dangerous, that dangerous roadway by putting those cheaper, more efficient um, hurdles to slow that, slow that traffic down, but at the same time, not looking at, because I, I tell you the truth, Todd, I appreciate everything you guys are doing, and I appreciate trying these, but when you're looking at putting in 10, thing, 10 different areas with this temporary um, you know, $4,000 hits here and there, 
to me, I, I just think that it's not worth doing it right now until we're doing the full-time uh, piece and using that money to something like uh, the raised roadway in, in uh, Central and um, in other, other locations. I, I know it's my preference, but um, that's my concern. I, and I, you know, I, I look at, I look at um, equity. We've been talking about Riverside Ave, Todd, for a while, and I don't see anything here with Riverside Ave. We have a, ma we have a major complex with, uh, with two of the biggest schools in our community, and, that, uh, and that's been some issues. We've had some issues there with both lack of cross lights, uh, with traffic calming measures, and did we, did we entertain anything on Riverside Ave? Yeah, um, if, is, if either the president or, or Adam could allow me to share my screen, I could show you a yep. map of the last two years uh, ride share improvements. Adam, can you help? Him out? Can you please help him out with that? Um, I'm on. Well, wait. Well, I'm waiting on that. Um, yeah, Council, these are all great points, and, and as I said, we're trying our best to uh, spread the wealth around and the city. Um, and there, there are. So there, some things about raised crosswalks and speed tables and, and raised intersections, besides the cost, there are certain strategic locations that I would recommend for some versus others. So like some of them are more suited for mid-blocks, some of them are more suited for intersections and things like that. Okay. I'm familiar with the powerhouse at Curtis one that you spoke of right. um, in, in that area. Um, and, and some of these painted uh, bump outs with, with um, with cones, I mean, those are in lieu of, you know, in some cases, the larger intersections, you know, you, you get some improvements for thousands versus hundreds of thousands. So like, for instance, Tough Square, that costs a half million dollars to build that large bump out. And it's effective for Main Street traffic, but we don't, I don't believe we have a half million dollars to, to put everywhere. Right. So what we're trying to do is, you know, get some of the improvements with these other treatments, if, if that makes sense. Um, no, I, so and, this, and I, and I, and I, and I, before, I, I just want you to know, Todd, you, you came into a very difficult position. So, and I'm not, this is just conversation that I've talked to constituents about and just, just to share comments. I think that you're doing a great job and we are, we are seeing a drastic difference. And I think people in our community <coughs> see that we've committed to, 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 to traffic calming measures and you know other than south and maine i'm going to be honest with you throughout the rest of the city i think we've seen a huge um support by your office in this community to say let's try to find ways to make it happen so i really appreciate that so i don't want to i'm not if it sounds negative i don't i just looking at no, other no, avenues no. so no, thank you not at all so on the screen is a map of the last two years improvements so it kind of gives you a great visual to show how spread out throughout the city it is. Um, the red ones are from the first year, the blue ones are the next year, and the, this, this fiscal year 21 are not on this map. But I just wanted to point out that the Riverside comment, there was one from fiscal year 19, a flashing sign. I know it was just a flashing sign, but it was something. Um, in Riverside, there'll be another opportunity coming up soon where there's several utility companies that want to get into Riverside Ave, and usually after a utility company's in or after you know the city itself is in for repaving or whatnot those are opportunities to do things okay. um, that's when the grove street speed table came about because it was already being repaved okay. um hopefully you guys noticed everyone noticed in the city all the improvements on locust street yep. it took two and a half years to get built <laughs> but those were part of um mitigation commitments from that development so locust street is almost completely redesigned with yep. a lot of good stuff on there Yep. Um, and that's off of Riverside Ave. Um, yeah, so so hopefully each neighborhood understands that we're we're concerned and we're getting to them eventually. Um, and you know, we'd like to hear from people what they like and what they want too. So, thank you, thanks, Todd. Thank you, Councilor Scarpelli. Councilor Bears. Thank you, Mr. President, and thank you, Todd. I have a couple of questions for you through the chair. Um, kind of goes off what Councilor Scarpelli just said. These bollards and sticks and posts. Um, are there any plans in some of these locations, uh, at least thoughts about designs for a more permanent narrowing, or is the idea just to kind of have these cones and then go to flex posts as a next step? So it's a great question. Um, 
so with the paint, sometimes you get some of the benefits without all the costs and, and headaches of the full design, meaning construction, cement, curb, drainage, all that stuff. So sometimes the paint gives an appearance enough by itself without cones, then the cones add a vertical element to, to get really the driver's attention. And then there's a brand new thing that we have out on the street at Medford Albion, where it's a tan colored paint that's meant to look like a sidewalk bump out, but it's not a bump out. And the other thing with the paint is you could get more aggressive with it. With curb, you, you can't go out as far with it because you truly have to accommodate trucks and buses and emergency vehicles. Whereas paint, you know, you're trying to get most of the motorists to follow that, but it still allows for it to be driven over. Um, so, you know, we'd love to do all of it with full design, um, but there are 730 plus streets and 1600 plus intersections. So, um, you know, we're constantly trying to find different sources of, you know, funds for all these things that we want to do for the community. And, um, you know, we've been pretty successful lately with a lot of grants that we've received and um, we hope to do that in the future, but um, you know, that's, I guess the answer is, you know, we'd like to do permanent improvements everywhere if and when possible. But um, these, these are strategies used in other communities as well. And, and again, some people, there's different preferences, but they are used in Boston, Cambridge, Somerville, Seattle, you know, all over the US. Um, and, you know, let us know which ones you like and where you want them, and we'll try to do it. Thanks, Todd. And just another question. It's, it's not actually directly on this TNC appropriation, but um, I've gotten a calls from uh, a couple of residents concerned about uh, access to their driveways. They kind of live near some of these new uh, cone projects, and they're you know having a difficult time getting in and out of their driveways. Did you talk to abutters who might be disrupted by the, the new cones that have been put up about that? Yeah, I've had conversations with internal staff and, and abutters and everything to work through these things because they're new to Medford. Um, so one at Boston at High, you know, uh, contacted me and said, hey, I'm having difficulty going in on my driveway. There's a cone there. And, you know, they were wondering they didn't want to just move it on their own without permission. And I said, no, that's fine. We'll, we'll move it where we're here to help any unintentional negative consequences is truly unintentional. So we can move it, we can move it, they can move it, you know, as long as it's not in the travel lane, it's just meant to add a vertical element to get people to comply with the white lines because if the vertical element's not there, they just drive right over it as they've always done. So um, we heard, you know, Boston and High, that was the one I was speaking of. Last year on social media, it blew up that it was a big safety issue and we're trying to slow people down, make them take tighter turns. Another one was at Maine, at um, Maine at Albion, really opposite Hicks, and a resident owner there I spoke to, and you know I asked her if if the cones are new. She said no, it's, she thinks it's great, and um, she mentioned about the street sweepers that she goes above and beyond and moves it and moves it back. And I said that's great, thank you for doing that because you know it's it takes as people said in the snow committee meeting, it takes all of us to work together and. Um, yeah, that's the, one thing I do want to say about all this stuff, anything you see out on the street, it's truly with the intent to help improve. It's not meant to be, you know, negatively impact anyone's lives in any way. Although with that being said, sometimes there are known trade-offs, um, not for that particular project, but, um, you know, in other cases, when you do, you know, there are certain things in the right-of-way that have to be trade it like parking versus bump out versus bike lane versus you know so so sometimes there are known uh, impacts like that but that's not the intent got it i think that's the exact uh tone to approach this with todd so thank you thank you consular bears vice president carviello thank you mr president todd uh, just a quick thing um you put some uh you, you made you painted some bump outs on uh, golden avenue um at the beginning and um those those cones are just crushed that you put up there if those if you're gonna have those replaced i mean that i think there was like four or five for a big bike uh, six of them and i think there's only one left standing they're all kind of just bent over on the ground so if you, if you could re uh, at least replace those 
Yeah, that that one. There, there were four. They were definitely looking into that. That one. Yeah, they, like, they, they just crushed. That was a case where um, there are signs saying no trucks. Yeah. But compliance-wise, I guess you know people weren't necessarily satisfied with the compliance. So. Well, the truck another, just ran them over. <laughs> yeah, it was another attempt to paint bump outs uh, to give the visual impression of a more narrow side uh, street, and also the vertical cones. Um, and that will happen, and that's why we went with the movable ones at first, so that we could, you know, play around with the position of them, and maybe we'll, when we, if we choose ones that stick, we'll position them a little further back. But um, these are the things that we're trying to do to help folks. Well, I say, uh, if if you can replace them, would be uh, the residents over there would uh, would appreciate that. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Vice President Caviello. Uh, Todd, if I may ask really quick, and I may, may maybe I missed this, but you had, when Councilor Scarpelli was asking about the um, the various, uh, we'll call them cones or the sticks that were put up, and you made it sound like, I think you said if we head in that direction, making it sound like those will be permanent, am I correct? Well, these are options available to the city, again, cheaper than curbing, because curbing a curbed bump out at one corner of an intersection might run you ten to twenty thousand dollars, and these are, you know, hundreds or, or, you know, a thousand dollars. So it's like these are cost-effective measures to try to get the same impact without impacting drainage and things like that. So, so the cones, you could either just paint the bump outs white. You could paint them with tan color, as we just did in Medford at Albion, on one corner, just to show an example. Um, you could do that with or without cones or flex posts. The flex posts and the cones, what they do is they add a vertical element. Mm -hmm. So originally when we painted the heights in Boston at high with just paint, we didn't really hear about it because people could just still drive over it. So, yeah. you know, with the vertical element, it adds that other flavor and they kind of have to comply. I mean, they could still, this plastic, so they could still run over it, but at the you know risk of their vehicle. So it's, you know, these are things that are meant to help with compliance. So if I, if I may, so, so um, I, I completely understand the vertical element, but will the temporary vertical elements, which are the cones now, be replaced by the more permanent vertical elements, which are drilled into the ground? The intent is to do that, and, and because we're so close to the winter okay. right now, so instead of two months of, and then they have to be removed, the intent is in the spring would go back and put in either screwed in or stuck to the ground with adhesive versions. And they're, those versions are more narrow and a little smaller, but the same color and the same idea. Okay, so I understand when, that. When, so is, is the cost for those um, that are more permanent in nature, are those part of this here, or will there be funding that you'll be looking for in the spring for that? No, those are inclusive of the previous year. So Boston High was in one of the last year's uh, list in Fulton. Okay. was on the last year list. So I'll say they're, they're permanent in the sense that they last about nine months and they'll have to be redone every year and last about nine months each year because it's still in New England. Just a um, tear. Okay. So. Okay. Todd, so thank you so much for all your help. Appreciate uh, all your hard work. I believe Alicia wants to speak. Alicia, I'm trying to unmute you. There you go. Thank you, Council President. Yeah, I just wanted to follow up on Councilor Scarpelli's um, request for funding. Last year it was 122, 122.90, so it's actually increased by 14,000. Okay. I think the explanation, am I still on? Yes, you're still on, Todd. I think the explanation for that with the pandemic is that the fee went up, but the rides probably went down, so it balanced out. Uh, what did the fee go up to? I thought it was 10 cents. Do we know what the fee went up to? Todd, will you know the answer to that? Uh, what the, um, uh, I'd rather I'd confirm with Alicia, but I believe it went up to 20 cents. I oh, thought. it's 20 cents. Oh, wow. That's, that's a big drop I, from last I'd, year then. I'd confirm, I'd confirm with Alicia. That's I think last year, we got a, I think we got like 190,000 the year before. Yep. If I'm not mistaken, 192,000. So yeah, that was a big drop. Yeah. I mean, and it, it, it was all relative to 
you know, the, the, you know, the, the, the COVID thing. Mm -hmm. you, know, you know, people just stopped, you know, started saying and we're using, so we should be happy that we even got that much money. Thank God that they doubled the rate. Thank you. I didn't receive anything that said it doubled the rate, but I'll get back to you and look into that. Okay. Thank you. Council Knight. Move approval, Mr. President. Okay, on the motion, okay, so there was a B paper which was offered by Council Marks, and I believe that was seconded by Vice President Carviello. On that motion, Clerk Hurtabees, please call the roll. Okay, on the B paper, Councilor Bears. Yes. Vice President Carabiello. Yes. Councilor Knight. Yes. Councilor Marks. Yes. Councilor Morell is absent. Councilor Scarpelli. Yes. President Falco. Yes, six in the affirmative, zero in the negative, one absent. The motion passes. Uh, Todd, if I could ask you to please unshare your screen, I'd greatly appreciate it. <laughs> on the main motion. I just want to see yourself on TV. <laughs> no, just, anyone joining us will probably wondering what, what it is. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, on the main paper, on the motion of Councillor Capelli, second and by. Second. Councillor Knight, Clerk Ernabees, please call the roll. Councillor Bears. Yes. Vice President Carviello. Yes. Councillor Knight. Yes. Council Marks. Yes. Council Morell is absent. Council Scarpelli. Yes. President Falco. Yes. Six in the affirmative. Zero in the negative. One absent. The motion passes. Motion to take papers in the hands of the clerk. Second. A motion of Council Knight. Seconded by Council Beers to take papers in the hands of the clerk. Clerk Hurtabees, please call the roll. Council Bears. Yes. Vice President Carviello. Yes. Council Knight. Yes. Council Marks. Yes. Council Morell is absent. Council Scarpelli. Yes. President Falco. Yes. Six in the affirmative, zero in the negative, one absent. The motion passes. Under suspension, uh, 20-608, offered by Council Knight. Be resolved that the Memphis City Council extends its deep and sincere condolences to the family of William J. Gay on his recent passing. And be it further resolved that the Memphis City Council dedicate the October 20th, 2020 City Council meeting in the memory of William J. Gay. Council Knight. Mr. President, thank you very much. Um, it's with a heavy heart that I offer this resolution this evening, um, offering condolences to the family of William J. Gay on his recent passing. Uh, Mr. Gay was a longtime Medford resident down on Elmwood Street, uh, World War II veteran and a, a proud father, grandfather, uh, and husband, Mr. President. And, um, he was uh, recently called to his maker, and I'd like to uh, extend my deep and sincere condolences to the Gay family, and I'd like to ask my council colleagues to join me in offering such. Thank you, Council Knight. On the motion of Council Knight, Second. seconded by Vice President Carviello, Clerk Hurtabees, please call the roll. Council Bears. Yes. Vice President Carviello. Yes. Council Knight. Yes. Council Marks. Yes. Council Morell is absent. Council Scarpelli. Yes. President Falco. Yes. Six in the affirmative, zero in the negative, one absent. The motion passes. Our thoughts and prayers are with the Gay family. And at this point in time, I'd ask everyone to please rise for a brief moment of silence. President? Vice President Carviel. Uh, do you have any other papers in the suspension there? Uh, I do not, but am I uh, Mr. President, I'd, I'd like to give um, a little shout out to one of our uh, Method residents, if I could. Please do so. Uh, Mr. President, being uh, the Veterans Chairman, uh, uh, Subcommittee Chairman, uh, was brought to my attention um, uh, an event that happened uh, last week, uh, excuse me, this week. Uh, I took a little, little shout out to Noah Kretz. And I don't know if you, anybody saw what Noah did. Noah um, provided a uniform uh, for, for a Navy homeless veteran um, that doesn't even live in Medford. And again, uh, you know, Noah's, uh, Noah started his project, uh, his veterans preservation, you know, uh, out of his house. And uh, the, the young man has done a great job. 
And I'd just like to thank him for the work he's done. He, re he reached out to this guy uh, you know, in, a, in, a, in a housing unit. Uh, say not even from Medford, in a, got him a uniform. So, that, so, and the gentleman's name was Harry Stevenson that allowed, that allowed Harry to be buried with dignity. So again, I, wanna, I just want to thank Noah and his group for the work they've done. And it's a, he's, he should be an inspiration to a lot of other young kids in this community. So again, thank Noah and thank you to his family for uh, raising such a good boy. Thank, thank you. you, Vice President Carviello, uh, and thank you to Noah Kretz. Noah is, has been doing a fabulous job with that, this. Yeah. Um, he's uh, very involved with all kinds of uh, veterans organizations, and I know he travels around yeah. trying to document uh, yes. stories of veterans from around the Commonwealth, and um, it's really important that we preserve this history because this history is slowly going away, yeah. and um, he, he has served a very important role in this community, and uh, he's very, uh, very giving of his time. Yeah. And uh, we appreciate everything he does. And, th and thank you to Noah Kretz and the entire Kretz family. So thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank you, Vice President Caviello, and thank you for bringing that forward. Um, Council Knight. If I may, yes, Mr. President. Um, Noah started this. And you got to keep in mind now, Noah's what, 20 years old? <laughs> yes. Right? Just, 20 just years old. Call, just three, four years, years ago, he, he started this, uh, this mission. Uh, where he began collecting World War II artifacts, World War II uniforms, and the like. Um, and that morphed into this Veterans Preservation Project, um, where Noah goes all across Massachusetts, all across New England, um, showing off his wares at various um, town hall meetings, veterans meetings, uh, along with the artifacts that he has. He also has um, many stories that go along with it. And um, it's just very impressive, Mr. President, that a kid at such a young age um, has uh, shown such a commitment to furthering the memory of uh, veterans here in Massachusetts, in Medford, and, uh, and beyond. Um, so with that being said, Mr. President, I do think um, it might make sense for us to invite Noah down and um, honor him with a citation based upon the success of the Veterans Preservation Project. And I'd offer that in the form of a motion. On that motion offered by Council Knight, seconded by Vice President Carviello. Clerk Herterbees, please call the roll. Hang on just a second, I'm still writing it down. All right. Council Bears. Yes. Vice President Carviello. Yes. Council Knight. Yes. Council Marks. Yes. Council Morell is absent. Council Scarpelli. Yes. President Falco. Yes. Six in the affirmative. Zero in the negative. One absent. The motion passes. Council Bears, my apologies. I missed you. You had your hand up. Totally fine. Thank you, Mr. President. Um, I just want to thank Noah as well. And I think um, Noah's work on this, and I know also has worked with many other uh, young Medford residents on this as well, um, really speaks to how involved so many young people are in our community and, and all the different facets of uh, vet helping veterans, arts, culture. Um, city government and, and everything else. I just think uh, we should be recognizing that and recognizing the great work of our public school system and, and our uh, general community in, in raising a great uh, crop of young people. So thank you, Noah. Thank you, Council Bears. Okay, any other, uh, anything else? So let's see, we, have, we do have our reports of committees. 20-568, October 14th, Committee to Hold. We had a uh, committee to home meeting on Wednesday, October 14, 2020 at 5.30 p.m. And the purpose of the meeting was to discuss the City of Medford's existing zoning ordinance with zoning consultant Mark Bobrowski. Uh, that is a continuation. We, uh, we will be meeting with Mark Bobrowski uh, probably every six weeks to go uh, review the uh, city's current zoning. And uh, we will continue that discussion. Move approval, Mr. President. On the motion of Council Second. Knight to approve, seconded by Council of Bears. Clerk Herdebees, please call the roll. Council Bears. Yes. Vice President Carabiello. Yes. Council Knight. Yes. Council Marks. Yes. Council Morell is absent. Council Scarpelli. Yes. President Falco. Yes. Six in the affirmative, zero in the negative, one absent. The motion passes. If I'm correct, uh, Clerk Herdebees, the only thing left we have. Uh, are the records. Records and adjournment, Mr. President. Okay. Records. The records of the meeting of October 13th, 2020 were passed to Council of Bears. Council of Bears, how did you find those records? Mr. President, I found the records dutifully taken and presented. <laughs> On the motion of Council of mm. Bears for approval, seconded mm. by. Second. 
Gonzalez Scarpelli, Clerk Hernandez, please call the roll. Council Bears. Yes. Vice President Carabiello. Yes. Council Knight. Yes. Council Marks. Yes. Council Morell is absent. Council Scarpelli. Yes. President Falco. Yes. Six in the affirmative. Zero in the negative. One absent. The motion passes. On the motion of Council Scarpelli to adjourn the meeting, seconded by. Second. Council Bears. Clerk Hernandez, please call the roll. Council Bears. Yes. Vice President Carabiello. Yes. Council Knight. Yes. Council Marks. Yes. Uh, Council Morell is absent. Council Scarpelli. Yes. President Falco. Yes. Six in the affirmative, zero in the negative, one absent. The motion passes. The meeting is adjourned. Thank you. Good night. Be safe and healthy. Thank you.